The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And always, I got, you know, I got these calls too, Glove, here every week, right? So cold. <laughs> Eric Glove, we call him Glove. What's up, Glove? Hey, what's up, Glove? How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. You know you got to say it. What, what is it out there in San Diego? Well, you know what? I, it's sad to say today is 60 degrees. <laughs> Only 60. Only sunny and 60. Glove, I got an email. My, I can't pull my emails up, but I got it last night, and then I read it. It was an email for you, but... I don't know what Yahoo be doing, so I might have to read it. I'm going to try to do what I pull up during the show, but I got some emails for you. I hope I can. If not, we'll get it next week. I don't know what. Yahoo switched over to this new mail thing. You see it? Yeah. And it's, I don't know why I didn't pull up. But anyway, we still have a great show, Glove. I mean, it's like, you know, you know, we're going to do what we always do, right? Of course, of course, James. Of course. You know, even though, even though our main man, TJ, is not with us today, you know, we're going to still uh, talk about those Cowboys a little bit. <laughs> I'm glad because all week he was calling me. I can't wait to this show. I can't wait to this show. You know what? When they win, he always But when they lose it, you can't get a hold of Terry. And I, I don't know what it is. It is when they win, he calls you, blowing you up. So, hey, buddy, answer the phone, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing to hear you here today, Glove. I did not want to hear it. Oh, you know, hey. well, you know, Terry, Terry, he's that good cowboy fan. You know what? What do you expect? Yeah, yeah, you got to be really good if you were to watch the wristband, the jersey. He had the whole uniform on. <laughs> right, living, hey. living the blue house, driving silver and blue truck. You know the whole, the whole thing. <laughs> hey, Cliff, what's that new game they got out? And when you make the movements and you do it, you know what I'm talking about? With the uh, on the uh, gaming console, the Wii or the uh, yeah, Xbox, not the Wii, but the other, the new one where you move and they go with the motion on TV, like you doing it. You know what I'm talking about? The Xbox 360. Um, I can't think of it, but I know what you're talking about. Yes, <laughs> he got one of those. He got the cowboy. He had a uniform on. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he's interacting with the, uh, with, the with, with the game. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you know, Terry, it's only a game, man. It's only a game. Calm down, Terry. <laughs> All right. We're going to get off, Terry. He ain't here, Glove. No, I just, you know, I just, on, on behalf of TJ, 
was, you know, we had to have a little a little cowboy conversation, you know, because if he was here, I'm sure he'd be riding your riding your coat right now about how the Cowboys are doing well. They won the last five, and how the Eagles aren't doing as well, nor the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. So, I was doing that for my man TJ. There you go. I'll let you get that off with him. All right, but look how I do this, love. But moving on, you know, we um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all right. Those, those Cowboys are, you know, we got to talk about them. So they have won, you know, what, five straight, and they beat Pittsburgh, which um, Pittsburgh just look horrible. You know, but you got to look, they got two games left. They got to play the Redskins, and then they got to play New Orleans. They need to win two to go to the playoffs. You think they can do that, Glove? You know what? Um, if, if RG3 is not playing in uh, Washington, their, their chances are good, but – you know, the Cowboys are one of those teams, you know, what team is going to show up? You know, if if the way they've been playing in the past, if that Cowboy team show up, then their chances are great. But if, you know, that, that you know, Dr. Jekyllish team of the Cowboys show up, then, you know, their chances aren't, aren't as good. So we'll just have to wait and see what team shows up for the Cowboys. Right. Yeah, and like you said, that Jekyll, that's what normally they do with the situation, don't they, Glove? When they got a win, it seemed like they don't do it. Like, what, last year they had to beat the Giants and go into the playoffs and they end up losing that game? Or they beat the Correct. Giants, you know, weeks, weeks before? Yeah, you know, they're one of those teams, and, and, you know, there's a few teams out there like that. It's like when there's no expectation or you're just about to lose hope, they start playing well, you know. And then when you, you get behind them, you start supporting them, and, you know, you expect them to win is when that other team shows up. It doesn't play up to expectations. So, you know, the best thing is to not expect them to win, and hopefully they'll win. Well, let's, let's throw it around the league. You know, there's a lot of teams, the playoffs in there. Let's start with the NFC. You know, you got um, your favorite, your one team is already in the playoffs. You got your um, 49, well, 49 not in. Well, they're in, but they ain't won that division because Seattle's going to be there. Right. You know, you got the Packers already in. You got um, Washington is in on there, but they can lose it if they lose the next two weeks. But you got the Giants, um, Cowboys, you got New Orleans, you got um, and the Bears all fight for this wild card. Out of those four, who you think will go, Glove? You know, I think Giants going to come back. They play um, Dallas, and then they play Baltimore. Baltimore on the list. You know, not doing so good. I think the Giants are going to get in, and I think uh, uh, the other one, New Orleans. I think New Orleans. Who do you think? Okay, well, yeah, I mean, those are, those are good picks. You know, let me let me, let me me go back a little bit first. Um, my two Super Bowl teams played on Sunday night, which was San Francisco and New England. That's who I have picked for the Super Bowl. And the winner of that game, which was San Francisco, is who I have picked. In, you know, taking the Super Bowl. So in saying all that, I think you can never count the Giants out. You know, they may not be playing up to expectations right now, but you can't count them out. You know, they, their defense is always nice and, and strong, you know, and it seems like their offense always somehow continue to make plays. You know, New Orleans is another one of those. They're one of those teams. You know, one week they look, you know, like, they're a contender, then the next week they look like a pretender. 
But when the money's on the line, you know, the teams that should be there step up. So I, I'm with you on that. I think New Orleans will be there as well. Well, I mean, I want to talk about the New England Portland game. We'll do that later. I'm glad you brought that up because there's something I want to talk about that game that was important that I see. But that would that would be so I want to talk about the AFC. But what, what do you think going on with the Bears? I mean, you see they jumped up to that seven-one start against the Eagles, and everybody like, oh, they got the best defense and all this and that, and Cutler and Marshall was doing so great together. And they just see what six out of seven games they lost. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes teams start believing the hype, you know, and, and they stop playing up the expectation, you know, and I, I love Lovey Smith as a coach, but but for me he needs to show a little bit more enthusiasm on the sideline, a little bit more energy, you know. It's like he he's non-emotional. You know, you never get anything from him, so how does the team feed off of their coach if their coach isn't really giving them the emotion or the leadership that they're looking for. You know, the expectations are high. They're supposed to have a great defense. You know, you have an injury here or there, you know, which take away from your defense. You know, your your quarterback gets hurt. You know, your running game is not as effective. You know, you still got a wide receiver that's out there running his mouth, you know, but he's, he's, he's playing. You know, but they're just they're just underachieving and you know not playing up to their expectations. Yeah, well, they got the same team if they they hear with them. The only person that's not playing is Erlocker, and he wasn't that big. You know, I think Tillman was the one that was causing all the turnover and all like that. But I mean, what changed from their team? Well, you got the same players out there, and you know, they're just not producing. I mean, you know. I mean, you think about it. You know, some teams start off with a with a, with a bang, and then come mid season with a couple of injuries here and there. You know, it's like other teams catch up and understand the type of system that they're running. You know, and they just make their adjustments. Whereas maybe Chicago never adjusted. You know, things that worked early in the season now that it's later in the season, and the money's on the line. You know, those things aren't working, you know, and, and the coaches aren't adjusting their personnel or their offense to go forward. Uh, and, and and you look at it, and I keep telling everybody, you know, when the, I think I talked to you at the beginning of the season, hey, don't let this hype fool you. The only team that's winning like this is not going to be there at the end of the season. You know, we've seen that, what, last year with um, Green Bay, it went 15-1. Right. Playoff is a, is a lot different, love. And you know, before we get to that, uh, the way we talk about playoff, I want you know because you said Lovey Smith don't have no excitement. I want to kind of like have you talk about that a little bit more because when you're on the sideline, you was on the sideline last week at St. Louis game, was it, Glove? Yeah, St. Louis. And you there with the players, and you see the coach. Do you think if this coach is like, come on, and, and being more enthusiastic, you think that'll help with the players on the sideline? I mean, what's well, the players' momentum? Uh, well, you know, some, well, you know, some some guys some guys need that extra. You know, you played the game, we played the game, but some guys need that extra. You know, some guys are self motivated, and then they draw from the guys around them, and then they get that energy from the coach. You know, when they're coming to the sideline, you know, in between plays or you know, offense, you know, defense, you know, they draw from one another. But when you look when you look at Chicago, and I think Lovey Smith is a heck of a coach. I think he's a great coach. 
But when you look at him on the sideline, where's his emotion? You know, I mean, he's a good commander, but he doesn't have that. Hey, come on, let's go. Let's get it together. You know, you don't never see him like go to the guys and like rah, 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 you know, you know, so get the troops together. Hey, let's go. We need this. We need this driver. We need a stop. You know, when you, when you look at the, the, the guy in uh, Tomlin in Pittsburgh, he's emotional. You know, right. when I was just with, with um, the Rams 49ers game, when it went into overtime and the Rams won on the kick, you know, Fisher's emotional. There are coaches out there that are, that are emotional coaches, and the guys feed from it. But when you have a coach, I mean, like, for instance, I'm in San Diego. When you look at San Diego and the Chargers, you see Norv Turner. He's non-emotional. You know, they throw an interception. You don't see him go talk to Rivers, you know, or the defense makes a big play or makes a big stop. You don't see him go congratulate the defense. You know, you just see him standing there, biting his lip, looking up in the, you know, looking up in the space like, oh, my God, here we go again. Or, oh, you know, yeah, we need a stop. But, you know, he never goes and, you know, challenges the, the team or challenges the players, you know, to do better. And, and, and that's what I'm talking about. The coach has to show a sign of life for the team to show a sign of life. You made a good point, Glove, because I noticed that, too. You, if you see, you're watching the game, and when something happens, you know, the camera's going to coach. You'll see um, Coughlin at the Giants. He'd be like, man, you know, something happened. Or if something happened good, like, say, he go slap the players. And you'll see Jim Harbaugh for um, the 49ers and his brother for Baltimore. And all the other coaches. Tom, I've seen it um, a couple of weeks with Tommy. He's slapping the guys and yelling, yeah, you know. But you're right, Lovey, you just don't have that. And, and maybe that's something coaches don't have, you know. And, and and maybe, you know, they know that, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it's sad to say, you know, we, we talk or, 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 or I talk or, or look at it differently. You would think the check would motivate you, you know, all the money that's being paid, you would think that would be the motivation, the lifestyle that you're, you know, giving your family, you know, you would think that would be the motivation. But evidently, or it looks like these guys lead a little bit more, you know, and the coach plays a vital a vital role in these, in these you know, guys' lives. And like I said, when you look at New England, you know, you see Belichick in New England, he gets in people's face. You know, when you look at Harbaugh, the brothers, the Harbaugh brothers, you know, in Baltimore and San Francisco – you know, they're those rah-rah guys. You know, they're emotional. You know, you can see the coaches that are emotional and and how their teams are doing, you know, and then you can see the coaches that are just, you know, not to say it works in New York, or, you know, the coach in New York, he doesn't have to be a rah-rah guy. He has a good team, but he will get in somebody's face. Let's take a break. We've got to take a break. Well, when we come out, we're trying to talk about this at NFC. In the second half, we talk about the AFC, but – uh, when we come back, you know, Terry, he had to call in, you know, just to talk about those Cowboys. You know it, Glove. He had to so take tears live, and we'll be back um, after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. I love that sports talk. Hey, Glove, Terry just could not do it. Just let me have the day. You know, he just had to. He's like, I can't wait till the show all week. He called me. Now we got TJ on the line. You there, Terry? Not here, Glove. Go ahead. Tell everybody what I did this week. <laughs> you just clowning. And, you know, you're jumping around the league, trying to pick a team against the Cowboys. And the Cowboys keep beating your teams that you pick. So I just told you who you going to pick next. <laughs> you know, Maybe I, what's that glove? Hey, I'm I'm letting you two have your moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame, glove, because this man calls me. I mean, on a daily basis when the Cowboys are down, but as soon as the Cowboys score a touchdown or they win the game, I don't hear from him. I can't get him on the phone. <laughs> hey, 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 Terry, what's that little chuckle you be having? Yeah, that, that 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 little laugh, that little chuckle, that drives you nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway, back to what we were talking about. Uh, kind of on the break, did Terry didn't kind of didn't agree with you as well on what you said about loving. No, no, well, hold on a minute. I, I don't. I didn't say I didn't agree. I didn't know what you guys were talking about. And what I'm when I'm coming in on when you talk talking about Lovey Smith was what has Lovey done wrong with this team? Why would they fire him? I guess that, oh, no, that, that's my that's my question. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's deserved to be fired. 
Oh, I never, I never, I never said he should be fired. That 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 didn't even come out of my mouth. My point was what I was saying to Loving before you came in, TJ. Was I said when you look at coaches on the sideline, when you look at the Belichick, when you look at the brothers um, in San Francisco and Baltimore, when you look at certain coaches, you can see their team draw from their emotion. Mm-hmm. There's times I, I when you look at that. Lovey Smith on on the sideline, and he he has no emotion in his face. So, mm-hmm. so the team's not drawing any energy when they're doing you know bad or good. That's all I was saying is that I like coaches that are more emotional, and Lovey Smith never really showed that much emotion. But, but let me ask you guys this question: You think how many years is it going to take if a, if a coach can get to that team? To where that organization want to be? Is it time for the coach to be fired? I mean, you know, sooner or later you got to look at and say, "Hey, the coach is not getting these guys to play where they're supposed to be playing." You know, so sooner or later you got to fire the coach, no matter what. But if you say Terry, the coach is not playing the game, but the coach is like Love says, the one that should be motivating these um, guys and getting them all pumped up. So you don't agree with that, Terry? Well, you you have to bring your own motivation if you're in the NFL and you're playing on Sunday. And you don't have the motivation, and your coach has to motivate you. How did you make it as far as you made it? I mean, we got to understand that, love. And 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 these guys are putting on the, the the uniform to go out there and perform. Okay. Well, the coach don't catch the ball. The coach don't throw the ball. The coach don't rush the quarterback. You know. And if those things aren't happening, and then you say solely on the coach, well, no, it's the coach's job to find somebody else to do that. If you're not doing your job. Me as a coach have to say, okay, you're going to sit down, which is what they didn't do with Mark Sanchez, which they should have done, you know, back in what I don't know how many games ago. You know, that's that's the coach's responsibility. The coach is not there to motivate you because if you're not motivated by being there, then I think you got issues. Well, hey, well, I, I said that earlier when you weren't here, TJ. I was saying that. The, the motivation should come from within. You should be motivated for that nice side check you're getting. That should be your motivation. A coach is a leader. You're right. The coach doesn't play. The coach doesn't tie up his shoes and lace up and get out there and play. But still, as a player, in certain situations, you draw from your coach. You're you're an image, a mirror image of your coach and his and his philosophies. Now, if you have a coach, you know, which you look at some franchises, and I keep saying in San Diego. If you look at some coaches, you know, like the Chargers coach in North Turner, when you see him on the sideline, there's there's no emotion there. It's like if you do good or bad, you know, it's not one way or another or another with him. You can't tell what you're getting from him, you know. Yeah. And all I'm saying is that you need somebody that hey, when it's a bad play, he needs to come at you and say something, or when it's a good play, he needs to come say, hey, good job, let's keep it up, let's go forward. But when you see some of these guys, and that's why I said Lovey Smith, when I see him on the sideline, you start off 7-1 and one and you're doing well. You're right, he's not playing, but he is the leader of that team. He's the leader of, of that 50, you know, that, that, that roster out there. Yeah, you so know, if he can't good. channel, he has to channel all those guys together. And then the, the whole emotion is do they believe and buy into what he's saying or don't they? Because if they don't believe in what he's saying or if they don't respect what he's saying, then they're not going to pay it any attention. They're not going to. They're not going to buy into it. And so that's what you get in some of these organizations and franchises 
is the guys don't buy into what the coaches are saying. Glover and Terry, I don't know if y'all got watched it. I think it was a couple of weeks the Eagles playing. You know they got that running back, the Ricky Brown. Do you remember that game when he was running? He had the 200 yards. He might have been playing Dallas there. I don't know. But, mm-hmm. you know, he fumbled. Andy Reid can't touch that. Then he was out there getting ready to play. He fumbled again. Andy Reid still went to him, slapped him on him. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Get your head up. That's what I think we're trying to say, Terry. Those coaches got to do this. If they don't have that, a player going to feel, you know, you know, you're still a man, but you still need that push where coach come say something to me like Glove saying, hey, it's a bad play, man. Hold on the ball. Get you know. That's what we said, Terry. Yeah, I, I understand that. Uh, it, it, just like the Giants running back. You know, when he puts the ball on the ground, he got benched. <laughs> but he's a hell of a running back. I, I don't think he'll be fumbling anytime soon. <laughs> well, well, do you think let me ask you guys this. Do you think Coach can be too much over-emotional, um, guys? Like, for instance, like the Jets call, like Rex Ryan. I think he's too much, and it hurts the team. Do you think that's possible? Well, I'm sure it's possible. I, I don't know that that I've ever seen a coach get too emotional. You don't think he's hurting um, that team, though, there? But how? Hurting his team how? Well, Rex just Ryan, running his mouth, saying this and that, what this team going to do, and they're not, you know that type of team to do that, you know what I mean? Well, that's just hype, and, and, and I think he's trying to take pressure off of his team. I think he was trying to take pressure off Sanchez because Sanchez wasn't playing well and, you know, give the media something else to look at. I mean, I, I don't think that that hurt the team. Well, well you know what? I mean, you may – I don't think you want to say – you know, a coach being too emotional. See, for me, I think Rex Ryan's a clown. And, and what CJ said is kind of is kind of true. He says things and he does things to try to distract you away from his team not playing up to their expectations. You know, he he say things to distract you from from you not paying attention to Mark Sanchez. Think about it. He just he just had the biggest. He pulled the biggest one of all. Now, here it is, Sanchez, for the last two years, geez, they might have said it earlier, he should have been set. Once they lost two years ago in the final in the championship game when they couldn't score a touchdown, then the following year they come back, they get LaDainian Tomlin, Thomason, and they better their team, and they don't, go to the, they don't go to the championship again two years in a row. Now, here it is right now. This is the third year, and Sanchez still have not gotten better in four years. So I think he, he does things to offset the performance of his players. It's a it's a circus now. You know, sorry to say this, TJ. You think Dallas is a circus, a media circus? I think New York Jets is almost as worse as, as Dallas. And when I say hey. that, I just don't like the fact that Jerry Jones always talks in Dallas and not the right. head coach. Right. Let me ask you guys a question. And I was looking at this when was last night. I was watching Sports Center. And they were showing all the clips of the way they were talking about how horrible Sanchez was, um, how pathetic he played, uh, how he's spiraling downward, and just all these negative, negative epithets toward Sanchez. I, t- I stopped for a minute and I said, whoa, we need to stop this. Because this is a guy who probably did perform poorly. But that whole segment was so negative, I'm thinking this guy might do something to himself. 
We need to stop this. Tell me what you guys thought about that if you watched it. Hold on, guys. Before we uh, we answer that, let's take a break so it won't get cut off. we got to take a break. Then we'll come back. We'll answer that. But uh, we'll be right back. And like say Terry say, you know, you said it best, love. Dollars is a circus act, too. I love when you said that. That made my day. We'll be right back. (laughs) Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even Lawnmower Racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard-hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back with Loving That Sports Talk and TJ and Glove. Tell your question was um, that thing that was shown on uh, Mark Sanchez. It was horrible, all negative. But like we were saying on the break, you know, I thought they set him up to tell you anyway to begin the season because when you brought Tebow in, that was nothing but a circus that um, about ticket sale. I thought, and they already knew that man was supposed to not, you know, going to play. Everybody was saying he was going to be, you know, benched in the sixth game of the season and all that. But, I mean, it's like what you say, Terry, when you get so negative, you know, and all his players are saying that, it's just horrible. 
What do you think about that, Glove? Oh, I, 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 I agree totally uh, with what TJ was saying. It, it was sad, you know, they, they signed Tebow, you know, to, to, to add to the circus in New York, you know, after all that was done the year before. You know, with with the way it is right now, it looks like they brought him in with no intention of ever, ever giving this man a chance to start, but it crushed, in my eyes, it crushed Mark Sanchez's spirit. It, it 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 made him take steps backwards. Here it is, you bring in a guy, and you're given the number one job. You're given a salary increase, and yet the whole time, you know, in the back of your mind, you got this guy behind you that could be, you know, implemented at any moment. So, you know, as you guys said before, I think it was a move to set him up to fail, but it was more of a smoke screen to cover up because everybody thought in the back of their mind, you know, that. As long as Tebow was there, that they always had that backup hope, and he's never used them. But, 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 guys, I mean, Terry, you remember when um, Denver? I think maybe a couple of weeks ago, all the players were talking about Tebow, and they were saying some pretty mean things about him. It always seemed when the player leaves, these players start coming out throwing their punches at him. But when Tebow was playing with Denver and they was winning, everybody loved him. Oh, he's a. But then now they all these people were saying these horrible things about Tebow, like. What were you guys saying is that before, you know? You guys remember that? Yeah, well, you know, I think Tebow is a good guy. We we gotta give him credit for that. He's a he's a he's a you know, he's a football player. And and he's a good guy. And he was brought to New York to I think push Mark Sanchez to make him rise raise his game up. Well that didn't happen for Mark Sanchez. And you know, he never got to play. He he's never gonna get a chance to showcase what he can or what he cannot do. And I'm talking about Tim Tebow right now. He's never going to get a chance because I don't know a team who would take a chance on turning their whole offensive system around to fit him. Okay? He's not a good passer. He, he and, and I don't think he will be a good passer. And, and we've had these discussions as well. Tebow's a different kind of player. And I don't think an offense you know, a team is going to want to turn their offense around. But as far as Mark Sanchez goes, he did not get his game elevated to the point to where I think Rex Ryan or that organization wanted him to by bringing Tebow in. And uh, I have a feeling they're both probably going to be gone. But back to the question at hand, the way they just dogged uh, Sanchez on TV, on SportsCenter, uh, I just think that was wrong and uncalled for. I mean, the kid is probably already feeling bad. And, and I blame his coach for putting him in the position because you turn the ball over three times in a game. Why is he? Why, why didn't he take him out like he did the last game and put in, uh, was it Macklemore or whatever his name is, the backup quarterback? Why didn't he pull him? He's going to let him finish the game that way on a downward spiral? I mean, they didn't do him any favors. Well, I think... We talked about that, what, last year with Galen. And I kept saying that, you know, nobody was going to bring Tebow in and change their whole offense. It wasn't going to happen. You got to change that whole offense for Tebow. We said that all last year. So when he went to the Jets, the Jets weren't going to do that. And you say no. you thought he was brought in there to put Sanchez. I don't think so. I think, like, they knew they weren't going to start him. I think they brought him in there for ticket sales. That's Rex Ryan. Like, like, um, Glove said, he's a, he's a clown. And he knew what he did. He brought in the circus act 
have people and waiting for them. Mark Sanchez messed up, so everybody chants Tebow. You agree with that, Glo? Well, yeah, to a certain degree. You know, my, my thing is this, and, and what, what both you guys said is valid, and, and I agree to a certain extent. First and foremost, Tebow's a professional athlete, hands down. Now, now, is he your normal quarterback? No. You know, but what quarterback, who, who are we gauging what's the quarterback in the NFL? Because, see, that's the difference. That's what we have to look at. You know, we call this guy a prototype quarterback, but this guy isn't. We'll call a guy that can scramble not your normal quarterback. So it's, it's what are we going to consider as being that prototypical quarterback because the game's changed. Quarterbacks are more athletic. They're not more pocket passers. So is, is he that, that guy that could that can do it? We really don't know because nobody's never given him a chance and, and nobody's willing to give him a chance. So so where does Tebow go from here? We don't know because who's willing to give him a chance? You know, I think the kid's a winner. You know, his his passing his you know, his pass is not as efficient as most. But he won ball games. They had a good defense. He won ball games, give or take a good situation. I think he could do something in the league. I just wish somebody would give him a chance so we can finally put this this to rest. So we don't have to have this conversation anymore. I've been saying that from the start, love. Well, do you think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL? That's the question. The question is, is Tebow a starting quarterback? Yes. Yes. How, and me and Terry just said, you got to turn the whole off. So you sent a team. No, 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 no. hold on. Love, hold on a minute. You asked the question, and he said, yeah, and I agree with him because he started for the Denver Broncos last year. Yeah, but did you see they turned that whole offense to him? You can't I do that for that. sixteen game season, and you just said that Terry. How no team is going to turn that offensive to format him? You just said okay. that Terry. You're right, but that doesn't make him not a starting quarterback. If but a team was willing to ride and die with Tim Tebow, yes, he's a starting quarterback because they're going to make those adjustments. They're going to turn that offensive round. Okay, now he can be a starting quarterback. He was a starting quarterback. So for so that, many games, huh? For so many games. You can't turn that off. Here's, I'm sorry, love. Go ahead. I cut you off. No, I just said I just can't see a team changing that whole season around to fit Tim Tebow in the, the, the way he played. Yeah, he's a winner, but he won with Denver with so many games left. Then, if you see this year when he was playing, the teams caught on to him. He wasn't able to do what he did last year with Denver because nobody knew how to. You know, play people, but now they got on to it. Now he can't do that for 16 games. They would never even get two or five yards on offense. Well, right. Right. Okay. We won't know if he'll do that for 16 games because you're right. I don't think a team is willing to do that. But if a team was willing to play Tim Tebow style football, I think he would be somewhat successful. How successful? I don't know. I'm telling you this that he took the Broncos to the playoffs, okay, last year. So we can't sit and deny him that because he did do that. Right or wrong? Horrible division. Huh? Denver is in a horrible division. It doesn't matter, man. They're all players. They're all NFL professionals. It, it don't matter. make a bit of difference what division. <laughs> Remember when the 49ers went to um, the playoff and they were 7 and 10? Remember that glove? Yep. They won that division. Horrible division. Anybody can go there and win seven. I mean, you win seven games and go and win your – something wrong, Terry. 
He's going to But something wrong. You win a division with seven wins. Come on. I understand that. But what I'm trying to tell you is, is that everybody there is getting paid to play. They're professionals. It doesn't matter whether you line up against the Chiefs, who are two and twelve, or 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 the Jaguars, who are two and twelve. You still got to win that game. It, it don't matter the division. They're still there to play. Well, oh, all I'm saying is this, and and both you guys' arguments are legit. You know, what you guys saying is, is right, but my thing is this. We don't know what we know a little bit because we've seen him play a little bit. But but the bottom line is this. We don't know what he can do in a full season until somebody gives him a chance. You're right. talking about, you know, win-losses. Name a quarterback that came into the league and won their first two or three years every game. No. Ben, ben you know, is it, he won all his games? Not all of them, but he took to the Super Bowl the first two years. Okay, but what team did he have around him? Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah. He had a team around him. My my point yeah. is this. My t- my point is this. Tebow won in Denver because he had a team around him. He had a system around him. Now, it's like this. If you put a team and a system around him, then, yeah, maybe he can be effective. Nobody wants to put a system around him, though. Nobody wants to really give him – that chance, he came to New York when when the Jets were – they want to decline right now. The Jets were good three years ago. You know, three years later, this, or, or four years right now, this is the Jets we're getting right now. When when the Jets were in the playoff contention a couple of years ago and their defense was top, put Tebow on that team and let him play. And let's gauge and see how well he does. Because I guarantee you, if Tebow was on that team three years ago when they lost – in the playoff game to go to the Super Bowl, Tebow got in that game. I guarantee you, the Jets would have been in the Super Bowl just by the different the difference he brings to the game. That's all I'm saying. Somebody give this man a chance. I'm not a Tebow fan, but somebody give this man a chance so we can finally stop having these discussions. Can he do it? Can he not do it? We're gonna have to change the offense. Every offense in the NFL get changed for a quarterback when they're a rookie or when they're in their second, third year. Every offense. So change it for him. Let's move forward. Let, let me ask you guys this, Terry. And, um, Glover, you know, Tebow, whatever, but, you know, I got a friend of mine out here in Chicago. Um, can a person lose their job from being injured and then when they come back? I mean, I'm throwing out, you know, this and that. You know, we talk about the 49ers, you know, when Alex Smith were hurt. We talk about LeSean McCord for the Eagles. He's come back now. And that running back Brown, I was talking about, been doing really great, you know. Michael's go third stream, you know. Can't do shit. They lose their jobs coming off an of injury, but when they left, they were winning. You know, Michael then wasn't winning, but you know, Alex Smith, you know, shit, they lose their jobs, guys. What do you think? Terry? Well, you know, I I don't know. I I guess it depends on on the coach, man. Um, I'm not gonna say if they should or they shouldn't. I mean, a starting job is a starting job, and, and a quarterback starting position is a lot different than a running back because you're going to use multiple running backs in the game. Uh, you may not use multiple quarterbacks. Um, so I can understand that question as far as Alex Smith. But that's a coach's decision. Um, you know, if, if if the coach doesn't want to change it, then it don't get changed. For I mean, he, he's got his own reasons why. Um, do I believe Alex Smith? 
was going to take these guys as far as, you know, as Kaepernick has taken them? Possibly. I, I don't know. Um, but I know they got a good defense, and I know that helps. That helps both quarterbacks. And your defense can, can keep you in the short field and, and, and help you out that way. It helps out the offense. And it doesn't matter what quarterback is in there. Kaepernick brings a, you know, a, a great deal to the game. He brings a running aspect to the game that Alex Smith doesn't. Maybe that's what the coach likes. I mean, I, I don't know. That's just a hard question. But let me, let me take it a little, let me take it a little further, Terry. You can ask the next love. But when Alex left the game, they were winning and he wasn't doing nothing wrong. So what did I do wrong by being, from getting hurt, you know what I'm saying, Glove? Well, 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 for me, it's this right here. Can you should you lose your job by getting hurt? No. But is it about the team or is it about the individual? Because if the team is playing well, you know, with the new guy in there, then I think he should still be allowed to continue going forward. Now, at what point, you know, if you lose your job doing injury? Do you get a chance to get your starting job back? That's the question. Because, see, it's not the losing the job with the injury. It's the am I allowed or will I be able to get my job back? You know, the 49ers have a good team. Any quarterback that doesn't create any turnovers is going to win in that system because of the defense and all the weapons around them. So they can't go wrong, you know, with Kaepernick or with Alex Smith. You know, they say, oh, Kaepernick's more, you know, athletic. No, he's not. Alex Smith is athletic also. He just, he just, you know, doesn't run as much as Kaepernick does. Kaepernick's a younger guy. What do young guys do when they're in the pocket? They panic. They get the heck up out of the pocket. What does an older, uh, older guy do in the pocket? He tries to create something. So you have similar but different quarterbacks. Let me guys ask you this, and I know you guys see it, and I talk to you, Terry. You'll always notice that when somebody come in for somebody to replace somebody, they always look like they just a man. Where this guy be? He's so great. Blah blah blah. Do you think it's because these guys are out there now and they just have, they giving that to all to go out and and they perform and it's just such a great performance? Because you look at it, everybody that comes in and replace somebody and be like, whoa, where this guy been? You know, you know, like I got to go back with Brown for the um, Eagles and I got to go with you know Captain for. The Niners, I always seen that. You know, look at um, Matt Hassel when um, Brady got hurt, what he did. Now he can't do nothing for the Chiefs. Why is that guy? Well, you know, I, I look at the situation when Jeremy Lin came in last year and played with the right. uh, Knicks, okay? This is a shot, and, and he's going to try and make the best of it. And, and that's what these guys do. There's not – I mean, these guys didn't make it to the NFL because they're not good. <laughs> I mean, they're there for a reason. And, and all these guys have talent. And I think that, you know, you, you, you have a little different motivation when you're trying to make a team or make a starting spot than you do when you're there. And, you know, that's just that's just the way that is, in my opinion. Well, well I think, you know, given, given the opportunity, you know, the other team really hasn't had a time, you know, had a chance to game plan for you. So they don't know your strengths and your weaknesses. That's why you see a lot of guys when they first get in there, they do well, but then at some point the game catches up to them. You know, the first couple of games when we seen Kaepernick play with the 49ers, everybody was like, oh, my God, he should have been playing last year for Alex Smith. Now he got a couple of games underneath his belt. And, and what's happening? Excuse me. <coughs> you know, he has a couple of games now, and now guys are, you know, understanding his weaknesses. 
that's my point. You just made for me, well, don't you think the gang caught up to Tim Tebow? You just made my point. <coughs> Well, I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't I don't know. The, the the more film you got, <laughs> the more they have to study to, to to try and find what those weaknesses are and, and and game plan against you. So I don't know that the that it caught up. The bottom line in quarterback position, love, you have to be able to throw the ball. Tim right. Tebow is not a very good passer, and you know, I mean, you can run the the triple option or, or whatever, but at some point. You have to be able to throw the ball. That's the thing that Cam Newton brings. That's the thing that uh, uh, RG3 brings. They can throw the football. So, you know, that's that's where Tim Tebow is lacking. I don't, I don't I want to lose. One, go ahead, Gloss. No, I think the one thing that we're missing, and, and, and everybody keeps talking about it or talking about Tebow, is you got to remember, because of the confidence they have in Tebow or the confidence they don't have him, that's the package that he gets. So when we're saying he can't do it, they're only giving him a limited package. They're not giving him the broad. They're giving him limited. So from a limited standpoint, with what he's getting, that's what we see. That's how much confidence they have in him. It's not like they're going to open up the book and say, hey, here you go, Tim. What have they done to him since he's been in the league? You know what? You're only allowed to do these plays right here. We're going to give you this, this small window for you to work with. We're not going to give you the, the big picture. We're going to give you the small picture, you know? We're not giving you the good camera. We're going to give you a disposable camera to use. So we want you to get all these great things with little, not with more. So that's, that's the one thing that we keep missing is his package is small. So that's why a guy that's probably caught up to him is because he has a narrow package. I, I don't I don't want to lose time. I want to talk about what we you know, said earlier I'm talking about that 49 of the New England game. And like you said, that was your team that year for the Super Bowl club. But I think I've been telling Terry alone, I said, New England, New England just saying, yeah, they got the offense. You let Tom Brady come back, he'll eat you apart. But did you see how um, the 49 just destroyed Tom Brady? But then when they start playing preview, they let Tom get in. But we all said, if you put pressure on Brady, they can't win. There's no way they're going to win. What do you guys think? Well, I can tell you this. I know that they dropped a lot of balls that Tom put in their hands. That didn't help them at all either. But the pressure, the defense, didn't make all the difference in the world. And, uh, you know, I, I, I figured that nobody's going to be able to outscore uh, New England. But, hey, you know, they were they were stopped on defense. And, and, and uh, San Francisco did put points on the board. Well... Hey, with with how superstitious the league is, what's the one thing that always goes down? It's hard to beat a team twice. Anybody can play well right now, but come playoff time when the money's on the line, you got a rookie quarterback in the game. Let, let's see how San Francisco play at that point. When you got a veteran in Tom Brady against a rookie in Kaepernick, let, let's see what goes down at that point. And like I said, all I'm saying is it's hard to beat somebody twice. Yeah, well, you, you, you send Tom Brady, but, you know, if you take Tom out of the, the, the thing, who else they got? They don't have a defense where they're scoring points for them, like the 49ers. So, you know, they can be beat, right? Well, they were beat. I mean, that's, that's what I mean. Well, 49ers should have blew them out, if you really think about it. Well, they were blowing them out. They blew them out the first half. <laughs> it was a blowout. You know, it should have been worse than that, I think. Yeah. It was just... 
lot of job thing, but you know, we go back to saying you got Denver. Denver's coming up quite. They got a better defense and an offense. Why can't Denver be the team, guy? Hey, they can be. They 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 can be that team. And Denver is playing very well with Peyton Manning. Um, that's going to be uh, anybody they come up with with that defense that Denver has. Um, they're going to be something to reckon with. You agree with that, Glow? Uh, yeah, but still, the AFC, New England went out and got pass rushers on defense. That's what they were missing last year. New England drafted all defensive players. So so what I'm saying to you right now is it's going to be Denver and New England, and that's the AFC. And I think it'll be Green Bay and San Francisco in the NFC. And I'm still saying San Francisco, New England, Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying. Who you got, TJ? You know, like I said last week, it's difficult to pick, but I can, you know, you can ride with San Francisco. <laughs> um, but again, you know, they can be beat. It's just, it's just difficult. Uh, I like Green Bay. They're playing well. And don't don't sleep on the Cowboys with uh, with Demarco Murray coming back. So, uh, it's going to be rough. AFC, I can see. I'm telling you, I just have my eye on New England because I know how precise they can be, and I don't see anybody that can stay with those guys as far as scoring. Um, the Broncos are playing good ball, and you know you always got the Texans, which I, I don't know. They they've got a great record. But I, I just wonder, you know, about them. But I just don't see anybody beating the Patriots in the AFC. I got Denver here because Denver, it's that team that's playing good at the second half of the season, and they're clicking all through, and they're sticking up there while they ain't getting all that distraction and all that. <clears throat> I think Denver, and then I think the Packers, they're doing the same thing. They're creeping up there. Yeah. Teams are losing. The Bears starting to get, they ain't got that drive, and then, 49ers show they could be big, you know, with this, this, you know, factors. You, you just can't be fooled by these, you know, the, the, the 12 and twos and the, you know, the 13 right. and ones. I mean, it's just, you just, you just can't be fooled by them. You know, you got to look at the pack with these eight and sixes right now and see what they love. And that's where I, I'm here's sorry. Here's my problem. With, here's my problem with the Cowboys. They don't even know who's on their sideline on Sunday, so how are they going to play a game? They got players standing on the sideline. The coach don't know he's there. The owner don't know he's on the sideline. How the Cowboys going to play a game? They don't even know who's standing on the sideline. You know, don't even know why he's you know, in there. Love, you bring up an interesting point, and that's something that I think, you know, we should we, we, we should have discussed a little bit. What do you think about that? The mother of the victim, and you know, wants this kid to be around his players. Now, I personally don't think that that was a, a smart decision. I think he should have he should have stayed away from that. Um, but the mother is, is encouraging this. What do you guys think about that? You know what? We got to talk about that next week. We only got thirty seconds. Um, we're gonna discuss that. I wanted to do that too, Terry. We should have got on that earlier. Yeah, that was um, only. Yeah, we will definitely start that off next week at the top of the show. But thanks again, guys, coming on and um, hey. Like love say, Terry, why did you even bring the Cowboys up in there? Hey, you know what? Stay off the Cowboys. Keep keep talking, uh, love. They, they <laughs> might come up and surprise you. You know. Uh, all I know is that we beat the Eagles. You guys are four and ten. 
But anyway, <laughs> next week. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 